story presented to you in new and uh, encouraging ways, I'm sure. Thank you so much. The kids did so well. We did want to just take a moment and reflect on a few words specifically in relation to the Christmas story from Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35 is a Christmas reading that brings our, our celebration together in a beautiful way. It says in Isaiah 35, The redeemed and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. So there's a picture of great joy and celebration. Isaiah 35, verse 1 and 2. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. Sharon is mentioned there specifically. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. And what that is initially is a picture of Jesus in just a little different way. Jesus is talked about in his birth, in his life, as the Rose of Sharon, the Rose of Sharon. And Jesus coming into the world is like a beautiful flower that that is, is in the desert. And that's a picture of a world in sin that's really a world full of struggle and suffering and pain and death. And in that world, who can help us? And who can, who can make that desert bloom? And Jesus is the Rose of Sharon. Jesus is the glory of the Lord. He is the splendor of our God that we celebrate, born in the manger, come to save. And so that's the connection there initially. And when Jesus comes, he is going to strengthen the feeble hands. Verse 3 of Isaiah 35 He's going to steady the knee that gives way. He's going to say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. And this is Isaiah prophesying. And here Jesus is, the fulfillment of this prophecy. He will come. He will come with vengeance, with retribution against those who who deny him and, and are causing hurt and harm. And he will come to save. And so that's... That's a picture of Christmas here in Isaiah chapter 35. Now, we, we want to recognize this coming. We celebrate this coming. And, and we see God at work in, in a way coming in Jesus to, to welcome and to, to restore and renew his people. This is the joy of Christmas, inviting people to see him, to celebrate his birth, to recognize his coming as the Son of God, as the Savior, and and to become part of his family, his family, his children, in fact. Just like the children here today, just Jesus welcomes them, invites them in the celebration, and that's central this morning. Jesus also invites us as adults to become children of God by faith in Jesus. So that's, that's the picture in Isaiah 35 as well. And when it says in verse 5, the eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, it's really a picture of, of Jesus coming into the world and, and people who never saw him. They, they may have thought about Christmas and heard about it, but they never really saw what it was all about. 
And so maybe this Christmas, as you celebrate, as you share, as we share as a church, you see, maybe for the first time or or again, this is Jesus, the Savior who came for me. And then it adds, the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. So this morning, too, you, you heard again the story of the gospel. The kids did it beautifully. And with the candle lighting, the light coming into the world, and in and, and, and all different ways this morning, you heard. And that you would truly hear with your heart God calling you to love him, to believe in this Jesus, to serve him as Lord and Savior. That's what Isaiah is getting at. The presence of God, the power of God is a spiritual coming to faith. And it's like, like flowers in the desert, like flowers that we can see. In Isaiah 35 verse 2, we see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. It becomes real to us, true to us. And as you heard it this morning, that it would be come more and more fully the center of your life, the hope that you have, the joy of Christmas in you. Now, that picture of what God is doing, God's transforming work in Jesus, demonstrated here in Isaiah, it changes in Isaiah 35 to to a specific picture I want to just share with you, want to leave with you. It's a picture of people walking together on a road. And I have, I have a picture here. Do we have a hair? People walking together on a road. They didn't quite have roads like ours back then, but Isaiah is familiar with people, people walking together, people moving forward on a road together. And this is a picture that he calls a highway. Isaiah 35, verse 8, there will be a highway. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. And so, so it's a picture of those who, who have seen what God has done, who have believed, and who are now, now lifted up. They, they come up, they step up to, to a different location. They are now believers in Jesus, followers of Jesus, and, and, and they're doing that by God's grace in their life. And he is, he is leading them and together serving the Lord, following the Lord. That's the picture. And so we as a church, too, are that kind of group of people. We come together, we celebrate the Lord Jesus, and we want to together follow him, and we want to continue to invite others to come and join us. Be part of, of those who together follow Jesus. And Christmas time too, we invite people to come, be part of the fellowship. And then even too, you don't just come maybe here just today, but, but you're welcome to come and to be part of the church and be part of this fellowship. That's, that's what Jesus has in mind, that he would call you to faith and that he would, he would bring you into a fellowship of faith as well. So that's the picture of Isaiah 35. And it continues to get worked out here in, in this passage. It mentions, and, and the, the, the real thing that, that challenges us at church, as a church and that challenges people in general as they come to faith, there, there are things that cause us to hesitate, obstacles. And Isaiah 35 mentions them. 
He mentions two things. He talks about the unclean and those who are wicked and foolish. He says, too, those, those who, who sometimes we as church, we as church say, wait a minute, you're not good enough. We are a church, and we might invite you in here for a Christmas program, but really, we can give off a sense, myself as a pastor or, or us as a church, we can give off kind of a, 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 very, a very hesitant response to people. And if people do come in and we look at them and they're new and we say, I, I don't know, I don't know. And then if we learn a little more about them and we find out things that are maybe a little, a little different or, or maybe not quite perfect in our eyes. And, and all of a sudden we say, well, we really don't want them here. And so we as a church can become, become very, very a hindrance to Jesus who wants to invite them in and who wants to come forward and have them walk with him. And they're not perfect. But it says in Isaiah 35, verse 9, the, they are the redeemed. They are those God has ransomed in Jesus. And that's what Jesus came to do. The last part of verse 9, these are the redeemed. These are those Jesus died to save. And so we as a church need to be reminded too of our welcome needs to be fully and sincere in Jesus despite, yeah, people a little different, people handle things a little differently, people work out their faith a little differently, they are still welcome here. Because our center, our focus always has to be Jesus. And just like all the kids too, taking part, and some, some a little better than others, some a little more engaged, they're all welcome here. And that's just a small picture of what Jesus wants to do with us, his children. Welcome us all. And so that's, there's, there's a story in the New Testament where John the Baptist, uh, Harriet mentioned the birth of John the Baptist. John the Baptist, strong in, in, in preparing for Jesus, in, in getting everybody focused on Jesus coming. A little later in Matthew, John the Baptist sends a note to Jesus. And John the Baptist isn't sure anymore. And he asks, he asks Jesus, are you the Savior? And what's the problem? Well, John has heard that Jesus is hanging around with people we really wouldn't want in this church. He's hanging around with prostitutes and sinners. And he's, he's, he's got a tax collector in his group. And John the Baptist thinking, that's not right. They're unclean. They're wicked fools. We don't want them here. And so, so the picture is, is too of, of John saying to Jesus, I'm not sure anymore if you're the one. And the welcome is gone. And so, so, Jesus has to say to John, and Jesus actually quotes Isaiah 35 to him. Jesus actually says, John, remember Isaiah 35. I am the Savior. I come to save. I have come to reach out to the lost and the hurting and the sinners, and we're all lost and hurting and sinners, and I want to welcome them all in, and that's who I am. 
And Jesus says to John, don't stumble over me. Don't stumble over me. Because Jesus is doing things in people's lives. And we here today might say, wait a minute. Somebody walks through the door and, and, and we know about them a little bit. And they got struggles and there's difficulties. But, but Jesus is bringing them in. And we have to welcome them. And we have to get over, over our expectations and truly see Jesus. And so the most extreme in that line of, of the obstacles, if Jesus himself came walking through that door and wanted to be part of our fellowship, would we welcome him? Or is he too different? And he hangs around with people we don't hang around with. And he talks to people we don't talk to. Maybe First Nations people. He's really involved with them. We hesitate. I don't know. doesn't really suit us. All kinds of things Jesus does that we might even say, Jesus, really, you're not welcome here. That's, that's the risk. As we accept this child, we need to fully recognize Jesus wants to welcome people. And he redeems them and ransoms them and restores them lifts them up, sets them on the way of faith and guides and leads them. And we want to be part of that as a church. And so that, this Christmas, really challenges us, I think. And the second thing that he talks about in Isaiah 35 is that there is a lion. There is a lion that threatens those who walk on the road. And it says... uh, a lion or a ravenous beast. And this is a picture of the, of the evil one, the devil. And, and the lion affects those who might want to come. I know for this Christmas we've invited a lot of people to come. And I've talked to people too and I said, come. Come join us. Join us for the morning service. Join us for an evening service. And people have responded to me, I'm not good enough. People in themselves. People who, who have listened to the lies of Satan. The devil in the Bible is Satan, the lion. And it says in Peter, he attacks people and he drags them down. And the lion, Satan, says to people, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to be part of Bethel. Look at all these good people. They're so good, but you are not good enough. So they can invite you, but you can't go. They may say, join us, but you're not good enough. You've got all these problems. You're a sinner. And so Satan goes around and tells people they're not welcome. That's the second obstacle that Isaiah mentions in Isaiah 35. And, and we as a church, and, and the picture in Isaiah is to Jesus. Jesus needs to be the message of welcome. We are all sinners, we all fail, we all fall short. Though we sit in church and we look so good at times, if you just talk to any one of us, you will know we all struggle. We all struggle. And none of us is worthy to be here. But our focus, our focus is always on the Savior. He calls us, he welcomes us, and we need to welcome one another in his name. 
So that's, that's the challenge for us this morning. And I think as God's word speaks into our hearts and lives, that we would more and more extend the welcome and also receive that welcome. If you're just visiting here, you are welcome here. If you are a regular member here, make sure you welcome others. God's call on our lives to declare Jesus as Savior and to be that welcoming fellowship that he calls us to be. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want...